Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. Affirm. I was going to move, and I have done that. It has been crazy just trying to get this podcast scheduled. So if you're used to listening to me early on a Friday, you're probably going to hear it late uh, today because. I had to get my friend over here. Now, the good news is she lives a whopping two minutes away now since we moved. And here she is, Christy Montez, all the way from two miles down the road. Yay, it's so exciting. <laughs> I texted Kathy and said, I'll be over in a couple of minutes. And I said, really, a couple of minutes. And I was. <laughs> and that's, we've never lived this close to one another. Now, we were about mm, 10, 15 minutes away before, but yeah. I'm telling you now, it is like one road basically separates us. And it's pretty freaking amazing. So, uh, sorry if this is late, but I think it's going to be worth it. How this topic came about was uh, when I was packing, we found one of those, you know, SEX books that you use to talk with your kids, and we just giggled and giggled and giggled because it was a cartoon book, and it was very detailed, and, you know, I'm blushing, but at the same time, it made us reminisce about some of these talks we've had over the years and how far We've come, how different each kid is. And I thought, you know what? If we know all this on this side, it might be helpful to talk about it for young moms who have yet to have these big talks. Yeah. So we're really going to just go with this one. And so, Christy, tell me about the first big talk. I'm assuming it was with Kaylee, your yeah. oldest. Tell me about that. Um, for Kaylee, it was, I was kind of worried to say anything. She was my first baby, and you kind of don't know what to do when you have those talks. How old was she? Well, she was a little bit younger because she developed before I thought she would. And, you know, she started her period at 10. <laughs> Don't you know our kids are yeah. like, thanks, Mom. I know. <laughs> at 10. And so it Sorry, was really, she'd already, she'd already, um, <laughs> you know, we had to tell her early, kind of even earlier than that. We talked about it a little bit just to kind of prepare her because I knew her body was changing and that I needed to tell her all about it. And so what I did with her was I used a book that was not quite as detailed, and then I let her fill in the gaps with questions just because she's that type of kid. She's the kid that you give her a little bit of information, and then she asks the questions. Um, so it was kind of a book that was younger than her age. It was like, I think it was a focus on the family book for a kid that was like from six to or four to six. I don't know what it was. It wasn't very detailed. And so I definitely had to fill in the gaps on a lot of things. But it was a good place to start with her because she was comfortable with it. Yeah. So that's where I started with her. But where so, did you start with John Michael? Um, well, I it was funny because at that time, even though I did so much of the 
just talking. I was the talker in the family. I had this mindset that that should be a daddy-son talk. So I sent him off with his dad to have this big, serious talk. And when they came back and I'm asking, how'd that go? It was hilarious. It was just like, you know, it wasn't this big talk. It was fine, but it was really the question was presented as a procreation kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, our little super week, John Michael said, well, then why do you do it all the time? Or why do people do it or something? I don't remember. And, you know, his dad said, because it's fun. And I thought, well, there you go. <laughs> Just right off the bat. So I do want to encourage moms that don't stress out about it. There's no perfect way. Right. And I think this whole communication thing, in fact, I was writing some new talks this morning, and I'm going to do one on communication and how to be effective and inclusive with your kids, it starts way before the big talk. Yes. You have to set the stage when they're little. You talk about everything openly. And let's just be honest. I'm talking poop. I'm talking bathroom. I'm talking when they come in and see a tampon. I mean, sorry. Maybe I should put a warning on this. But too late. <laughs> this should be a mom only. Put this with your headsets. Um, but I think you just can't... This is my opinion. You just treat it as normal. Yeah. and. You can be silly about it sometimes, be serious about it sometimes, but it's just conversation. Our bodies are beautiful things, and I think we should never teach shame, teach around shame. And that starts early. So if we're so secretive about those things, then Mm -hmm. it becomes this crazy mystery. And I think kids, everyone, we write stories when we don't know things. And kids will write story about this particular subject. And we're going to talk about other subjects today, not just this talk, but... Um, I think kids will write stories, don't you? If you I don't absolutely start, yeah. agree. Yeah, I think that's, I, you're so right about the open communication. Because I have seen that, you know, you start in the little things. And it, and you know what? When you spend time with your kids, you talk. Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of yep. working together. You talk about stuff. I, You know, my kids are now looking towards marriage, my two older ones, because they're in college. And you know, the talks have progressed, but we opened the doors when they were little. And so they felt comfortable to discuss all kinds of things. Now, it happens at different times based on their personalities and how much they ask questions and what they ask and different things like that. But as they've aged, we talk about everything. Yeah, and, and you do have to understand, I mean, some kids are curious and they'll ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I have one daughter who's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's yeah. one of my older ones. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, that weirds me out. Mom, it's just weird. And so I push her a little and I respect and I push a little and I respect because I think there is a balance. But I think that um, you have to take advantage. Now, what I hear the most is, well, I have a lot of kids and how do you have have this communication with a lot of kids? So my favorite place to have talks with my kids is the car. Mine too. And so the car, take advantage of the car. The kids, in fact, think we need to write a book called, you know, Lectures with Mom in the Car or something because, man, if I get one kid alone, I'm thinking, what, what's going on? I'm, I quiz them. I mean, not quiz them, but, you know, that is my time where we have had some of, in fact, we had the talk with mm-hmm. one, my youngest in the car with mm-hmm. another teenager because she it just developed and it was hilarious. It was one of the girls with me and the youngest is a boy and we just had the talk all together and it actually was fabulous. Mm-hmm. The car is your friend. Because it's hard to get kids alone. It is. So don't let them play on their phones or their devices in the car. Use that, again, from the get-go. Yeah. Early on, we used to save the TV for big car rides. Not every day. I right see. now, we do the phone that way. They can't put their you know headsets in. I want to have the conversation. Even now, where three of them are about to graduate high school. We're still 
this is time to talk or sing together or do, you know, that's a great time to be together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, my kids didn't even get their licenses until they were late yeah. later just Neither because I really wanted, I wanted that time. I didn't want to give up that time. And I knew as soon as they got their license that they would, you know, be able to, to just go on their own and I would miss all those times. And when they got their license, then I would have to make that time at home. And so I had to do that. I mean, you know, a lot of them hang out with me in the bathroom. It kind of becomes the joke that my poor husband is always kicked out of the bathroom and I've got all four of my girls in the bathroom. The little one will sit on the stool and, you know, the other two will be doing their makeup on either mirror and then the other one will be sitting, you know, on the, the edge of the bathtub and we just all have conversations. Um, it's <laughs> so the craziest thing. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, we had, I have a picture on my Facebook page of, all of us in the bathroom, even my husband, and we were having a conversation, and my oldest was braiding the little one's American Girl doll hair oh, as we were sitting it. there having yeah. these conversations. And I just think that it is so important, like Kathy said, to open up those lines of communications. And you know what? The more you do that, the more you will know the heart of your child. And you as the mom will know exactly what is the right thing to say to them. It, there is no right or wrong way. That's right. But you will know what will be the best. Like, I have one just like Kathy that doesn't really want to talk about it. And I remember, you know, for her, I handed her the book and said, go ahead and read the book and I'll come back. And I came back and I said, do you have any questions? She's like, no, Mom, no questions, no questions. And as <laughs> time has progressed, she now asks those questions. And she'll say different things and I'll, you know, and it's not even you know, about that stuff. It's about personal stuff and growth and things that she's learned in her devotions and things that she's learning in her history class, which is teaching her about biblical worldview. And, you know, it's that kind of stuff that she's sharing a piece of her heart with, with me. And, and I know Kathy's kids do the same thing. And I think that that opens your kids up. I mean, to be honest with you, my girls are doing so well in college, but they text me almost every day saying, good morning, mommy, how are you, What's your? how's your day been, you know, tell me about their day, or they'll call me on the way walking to and from class if nobody's walking with them, or, you know, and I know Kathy's kids do the same thing, and it's just that you open the lines of communication at a young age, and as they age, they, you know their heart, and you have a relationship with them. You do, and how do you think those talks have changed? Like, you know, we said when we were the first one, it was like a big deal, and we're prepping, and we're thinking, and now, like I said about my last one, I ended up a car ride home from the grocery store, we basically had to talk. So for me, it's definitely lightened up, it's it's, uh, it's just part of every day more, so those bigger talks, is that the same with you? Absolutely, yeah. and, and you know, I think the thing um, for me, um, a mentoring mom told me years ago, and I thought it was such great advice, she said, you know, when your kids tell you things that you don't necessarily agree with, remember, they're growing. They're in the stage of growing. And rather than shaming them on their thought processing, let's walk them through it. Don't. Yeah. Because I think it's easy sometimes when they say things that you go, oh, my lands, what in the world? Okay, I, that's definitely not where I would want them to head yeah. at the beginning. But I think if you react in a, in a crazy way, like with shaming them or, oh, my gosh, that's not right thinking or... It shames them to the point where they're not going to be as eager to share with you the next time. Well, since this podcast is called Mom Fessions, let me tell you how I lived that out. You're probably going to remember this. Oh, it's horrible to admit. But I remember um, years ago, I discovered that one of my kids had gone to a website that was inappropriate. And the way I discovered it is it was his brother's iPad and his little bitty brother, who was tiny at the time, 
had it open and saw this picture. I went psychotic. Other than the freezer, if you've listened to my podcast, you know the freezer incident with John Michael where he's going to need therapy. This is about <laughs> the same level with another child. I went upstairs. I started crying, Christy, like a fruitcake, freaking out because I thought that meant he was going to be addicted to porn. I mean, I went ballistic on this kid. I guarantee you he doesn't want to talk to me much now because of the way I handled that. I mean, I've had to work so hard to get him to open up. And I have, and he really is. He's pretty good now, but it's been many years. But boy, did I freak out. So let me say that to you, moms. Listen. If you discover something that needs a big talk, Mm -hmm. you go somewhere and take a deep breath. Take a moment. Calm your body. Calm your spirit. And remember, it is just what Chrissy said. It is walking them through. Your reaction will dictate future conversations with them. It doesn't mean you don't address it, but how you address it is critical. How you address it is critical. Do not be Kathy Lee. Do not, do not, do not. Well, and I've had times where I've reacted in a way that has not been good either and you just you know and you know what if you do it there's grace in all of that there too. is there and, is and but if we can help them not that's do right it, exactly yeah, don't make the mistakes that right. we make. yeah but please exactly. don't do it I mean, there's been so many times where i've had to go back to my girls and oh, say yeah. oh my gosh i handled that so poorly yeah please forgive me you know i'm just crazy and i and and you know there's times even now where i'll say to them man that was that was a little over the top. And, you know, my second one who's super honest will go, yeah, mom, you were so over the top on that. <laughs> it's like, I'll say, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm learning just like you're learning. And it's yeah. a matter of, you know, and that's where I think too, and I've seen that so much in Kathy's parenting of her kids. She's so grace-filled with her kids. And I try and be grace-filled. She's probably better at it than I am. But it's like, you know, you you when you're grace-filled with them, then they're grace-filled with you. That's right. And they're so willing to forgive you in the the mess of all of your learning as well as they are learning. Absolutely. You know? Um, and it's really fun. I was texting my kids on the way here just saying, I'm going to be with Aunt Kathy and we're going to do another podcast. And, um, and I said, you know, I just want to thank you for loving me in spite of my flaws and I'm so grateful for mm. and thankful for the amazing people that you are and the way you challenge me every day to grow in myself and grow in the Lord and grow in my relationships with other people. And um, I just think that, you know, not only do we grow our kids, but our kids grow us. And especially, you know, all you people that have young kids that you feel like you're drowning in toddlerhood, man, is it awesome when they get old and you have a relationship with it them. Is. And it's a, they encourage you in the Lord, and you encourage them, and they encourage you in growth in yourself. I mean, even on the things that are hard, like, you know, this is a mom fashion. You know, my second daughter was going to have a meeting with someone, and it was an evaluation. And, you know, she told me she was headed there. And automatically, my brain goes to the negative. Oh, my gosh, what if they say something negative, you know? And, and she said, Mama, and I said nothing to her, but she knows me well enough to know that I panic. And it was a great evaluation, and I had already had her like in trouble, and, you know. And she and I makes it sound like my kids get in trouble. They really don't. But I'm still so negative and pessimistic. My natural inclination is to be negative. Yeah. And and she said, "Mama, don't go negative. It's gonna be fine." So the big talks flip on us, don't yeah, they? They do. They, but you know what? Though I think again goes that open communication because we've always just been honest and open with them. They will be honest and open. Even if it's something we need yes. to hear, they feel the freedom. 
And and we want them to feel their freedom because that, honestly, as adults... It is. That's the relationship we want to have with yeah. them as adults. It's totally different. They do move. That relationship does change. Those big talks are not parent to child. They really do become almost a, a code. Now, again, we're talking adults, but it, it does switch. It does. And sometimes they are teaching us and saying things to us and even mildly correcting us respectfully. And it's... Uh, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love to see these kids grow up. So if you're in those little years and you're thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. I've just changed my 15th diaper today. Hang in there. Invest in them now by sitting there reading the book, by by talking to them, by acknowledging them. Like when they're angry, it's okay to say, hey, buddy, I see you're angry. Let's get it out. Let's acknowledge that and get angry. You know, let them be angry. I see you're sad. It's okay to be sad. That did hurt. We help them deal with their emotions. So when we have those big talks and that boy breaks their heart, then they're going to come to you and you're going to say, yeah, that was jerky that he did that. That's not how a man should treat a woman. And you hold out for the guy that will treat you the way you deserve. And are you, you know, whatever whatever the situation is as they grow up, because you invested early, you gave them permission to feel you acknowledged them. You had those honest talks. They trust you they with their emotional help. Absolutely. I think that the more we invest in our kids and we are focused on them, not on our phones or the busyness of the day or being the perfect mom, the more we invest in who they are, it will breed fruit for the future. And, you know, just love them right where they're at, love them in the moment, be intentional with your mothering in the hard times, like kissing boo-boos and changing diapers and all those things, because that investment now will pay off so much in the future. And I think it doesn't matter if your kid's a shy kid or a talker. I mean, when you say changing diapers, I'm always a fan of parents using that time when they're little. That's the best time to have conversation when you're changing their diapers. Yeah. But hey, look at you. You're growing. Or look at those eyes. Oh, my goodness. Your smile is something. Or look outside with me. Do you see, you know, right now I see a horse outside my window, which is fabulous. Um, you know, you just conversation. Be in the mode of conversation and be willing to stand by your word. If you say you're going to do something, do something. Yes. That builds trust in these kids. And it's building trust when they're young that's really going to just help you when they're older and having those big talks. They're going to know, my mom said she would do that. She's going to do it. So if she tells me she's going to be there if something goes wrong, she's going to be there. That's right. So, guys, parenting's hard. I said it all the time, hard. it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Sometimes you're, we don't know what impact we're really making. But I will tell you this. If you aren't taking the time to invest, you're going to miss moments when they're young. And yes, that's you going will. to just carry on as they grow it up. It will. And they won't be your friend. No, they they'll, they'll go. They'll go on and leave home. They will they find will. someone they to will. fill that cup if you don't do it. That's right. So let's do it. Again, not perfectly. Mm-hmm. We're both imperfect. We just kind of fessed up a bunch of junk here. But, gosh, I love this woman. And I love that I get to live this life um, with her as my friend and my supporter. And I hope you have somebody like that in your life. I hope you have someone that you can be honest with and that loves you when you are at your best and you are getting it right. And I hope you have someone who loves you when you're confused and when you're hurt and when you're lonely and when you're sad and you just don't even know which way to go. You've got to have a few people in your life. Your circle needs to be small, but it needs to be strong. So I hope that that's your goal. If you don't have someone that you would pray that the Lord would send someone along your way, you too would have your own Christy Montez. And by the way, it is almost her birthday. So happy Ah, early birthday, Christy. I'm close to 50. It's getting closer I know. I'm one year Ah. closer than you. Hey, last thing to say, Christy. 
Should we give them the teaser of what you and I are thinking of doing? Sure. Okay, so Christy, we have had more response on Christy. People always comment when I have her on the show. And Christy and I, for years, I've begged Christy to write a book with me. So what do you think about that? I would love to hear um, on comment on the show notes or comment on my Facebook page what you think about Christy and I writing a book. So thanks so much for listening. Hopefully next week I'll have my junk a little more cleaned out, boxes put away, and we'll have another show for you. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. Thanks so much. Christy, you going to say bye? Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.